Live coast to coast on the BetQL network. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM alongside Jim Rodriguez. I'm Chris Mack. J-Rod and I going to get you through the final 40 minutes of the show here today with lightning bets before we wrap up a full jam-packed NBA slate uh, that I'm sure we'll have a couple of plays on. Of course, college basketball was college basketball again. We'll get into that in just a minute as well with Jared Smith of Fox Sports Radio and live on the line. Don't forget, if you missed anything, use that rewind feature inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can go back to anything in the last 72 hours. Of course, we've got podcasts for you as well. Everything podcasted here on BetQL Daily. Make sure you follow inside your Odyssey app and subscribe to get it wherever you get your podcasts. Watch us as well on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube at odyssey sports uh, got to welcome in now from bet mgm's live on the line catch it every afternoon noon to three eastern on stadium and of course fox sports radio as well and on social media at jared lee smith i don't know if he stayed up all night celebrating the penn state upset of illinois uh at rec hall i don't know if the adrenaline of a mountain west conference matchup maybe kept him up later than usual or not but we got him this morning. Jared Smith with us here on BetQL Daily. Morning, Jared. How are you? Oh, man. I, I think both is the answer to your question, Chris. Um, <laughs> Penn State at Rec Hall last night. I don't know why. Actually, I do know why they don't play all their games at Rec Hall. It's because of some stupid Big Ten stipulation because of, you know, the size of the arena. Right. But finally, um, Coach Rhodes decided that it was time to play a Big Ten game there, right? They played other games at that venue before in the last few years, but this was the first conference game they played there in like two decades since they joined the Big Ten. And obviously it went really well. Um, I think the uh, frenziness of that building deserves more Big Ten games. And then the late night game you were talking about, Colorado State, New Mexico, I mean, goodness gracious, the Mountain West, and last year was the first year that we've seen the Mountain West kind of kick that stigma, right? Because usually the Mountain West is like the most exciting conference during the regular season, and then they get to March, and they all get bounced in the first round. Well, last year, San Diego State finally got over the hump, made it all the way to the championship game, and now the Mountain West is this season kind of carrying that torch again. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see a Mountain West team make it to the Sweet 16. I don't know if I'm ready to go Final Four again, but it wouldn't surprise me after what we've seen over the last few weeks. It is, hands down, the most exciting conference in the country right now. Uh, Jared, things hopefully will not get too exciting for some teams that are looking at some uh, bounce backs. And the first one that, that jumps out at mind is Rutgers at Purdue in West Lafayette. Big, plump, Number 15 and a half. I think Purdue is going to lay the wood on the Scarlet Knights. I think it's, it's a big win for the, it's a big game, big opportunity for the school, for the team, a kind of a gut check for them. You, you go anywhere near that 15 and a half that Purdue's laying tonight? Yeah, it came down a little bit. So certainly the uh, market sentiment overnight is with Rutgers. I saw this thing open 16 and, and it's being traded, you know, around 15 now kind of market wide. Um, Purdue's also off of one of those losses, too. And I, I think that's where you kind of look to which team has the better chance to really assert themselves. And I, I would lean in, in Purdue's corner. I actually like Purdue a lot this year. 
I've got a future on them uh, at nine to one to win the national title. I think I'm seeing it traded around six to one right now. I don't know if I'd make that bet at six to one, but I, I, I still think um, Purdue is a team this year that is a little bit different than last year. And I don't know if you guys are into karma or spiritual stuff, but the last time a, a 16 seed got bounced in the first or a one seed lost to a 16 seed in the first round, the following year they won the national title. And that was Virginia, of course, the UMBC year, and then they bounce back the, 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 the next season and win it all. So I'm not saying Purdue is on that course, but I do think they have the tools this year to do that. Um, Zach Eadie looks a little bit more athletic. They've got three guys on the outside that are all shooting at 40% from three, Smith and Lawyer and Gillis. I mean, they, they've got, they've got some, some firepower this year. For Rutgers, it's always about the defense, and they're a lot more offensively challenged this year than in prior years. So I think at Purdue, um, you know, this game is in West Lafayette, and that's why you're seeing such a big number. If, if Purdue defends it well tonight and Rutgers really struggles to get that offense going, which is, you know, ranked 356th in effective field goal percentage this season, there's only 363 Division One teams, I, I think Purdue could absolutely cover that number tonight, especially off the loss against Ohio State. Jared Smith, Fox Sports Radio, and BetMGM's live on the line with us here on BetQL Daily. Uh, one team that people are used to paying attention to this time of year, I guess you could call it an off year for them. They're, they're right on the bubble right now, according to Lenardi anyway. They would be one of the last four in Gonzaga. On the road in the WCC tonight, Jared, laying 21 and a half. I get it. They've won, what, uh, nine out of their last 10, I think it is. And they're the Zags, and Portland is Portland. But 21-and-a-half, too big a number for you, or is this an opportunity? I, I don't think it's too big of a number. I, I, I understand why people look at that number, and they're like, whoa, whoa, Gonzaga hasn't been Gonzaga yeah. of years past. And, and that's, that's true to an extent. They are on the bubble. I think because they're on the bubble, though, Chris, style points matter, right? And when you look at what they've done in the West Coast Conference – when you're not facing the teams that are at the top, St. Mary's, San Francisco, those are the teams that have been um, giving them trouble this year. Well, here are the win margins against those bottom feeders from the West Coast Conference. 26, 27, 25, 42, 34, 32 against Portland a few weeks ago, 17, 26, and then nine against Pacific. So I guess Pacific's really the only team that's been able to keep it relatively close um, in that West Coast Conference, unless you're St. Mary's or San Francisco. Well, that, that's great. They're not facing either of those teams tonight. So I, I think Portland is, is not a team I would look to uh, uh, be betting on tonight. I think this is as Gonzaga or pass. I think down the stretch of the season, Gonzaga plays Saint, uh, Santa Clara, and then they've got those two huge games against San Francisco and St. Mary's. So this might be your last chance to bet Gonzaga in this whopper favorite role because when they get to the West Coast Conference Tournament, I'm not looking to bet them in the Whopper favorite role because they're just looking to win in advance. In fact, they're only going to play one game against a, uh, a bottom feeder in that sense because of the double-buy scenario that will likely take place in that conference tournament here in Las Vegas. So I, I think this might be our last chance to bet Gonzaga in a situation where we know they're going to win tonight. It's just a matter of how much. Yeah, listen, uh, one, one of the great feel-good stories was uh, Florida Atlantic. The Owls, FAU, rolled to the Final Four. Big night in Boca, conference game. SMU comes to call. Florida Atlantic, minus 6.5 in that game. Uh, they're laying 6.5 at home. What, what's your play on that? Yeah, FAU. I mean, it, it, it looks great on the surface based off of their win-loss record. 
Um, they're 20 and six, right? That's fantastic. Yeah. They're basically a 500 team against the spread this year. Um, and it goes back to a couple things. First of all, the market obviously has caught up to them. Um, and that happens a lot with these college basketball teams, especially the mid majors like Gonzaga is actually a great example of it, right? You, you have that success. And then all of a sudden, um, the numbers start to get moved out on you. And it's harder to cover those numbers. So they're winning games, but they're not covering. And that's the case tonight against SMU, who actually is really hot. They've won six straight, covered six straight. Rob Lanier's club is kind of this balanced unit. They're top 50 offense, defense. So I, I don't think they're going to have any issue going into FAU and, and keeping things close against the Florida Atlantic defense that has been a disaster this year. And FAU, 3-10 and 10 against the spread in conference play. So I, I just think this is a, a, a good spot. Every spot, it seems like, is a good spot to fade FAU. They've got the target on their back. Everybody in conference play wants they're going to get their best shot. Now, they are coming off a loss, an in-state loss. Um, and that, you know, you can say bounce-back vibes, certainly. But um, the Sharps seem to not care because they're betting FAU every single game. I saw this number go up from 5.5 last night up to 6.5. And they're wrong most games because the, the Owls are really struggling to cover numbers. So I, I, I think actually your best uh, bet here is to wait because if the market continues to love on FAU, you might even get a seven flash before tonight. Of course, seven o'clock Eastern tip down there in Boca. So you got plenty of time. Um, but I will be on SMU tonight in some capacity. Jared Smith, Fox Sports Radio and BetMGM's live on the line with us here on BetQL Daily. Follow him on X Twitter, at Jared Lee Smith. Uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but Saturday, a big day. Baylor hosts Houston. WVU is visiting Iowa State, and they've been they've had a couple giant killer spots this year. I don't know about on the road, though, and what that spread may look like, Jared. Also, Duke visiting Wake. Duke hasn't had a huge trip up yet. They got past Miami last night, Kentucky, Bama. Um, and then UConn hosting Villanova. I know Nova does not look like a typical Wildcats team this year, but the Big East is pretty strong, and UConn is at the top of that thing. They looked awful in Omaha the other night, though. Big bounce-back spot for UConn? Yeah, I, I think you're going to probably see. So Ken Palm's got it at 10. My guess is that'll be shaded higher, probably 11 or 12, maybe even higher. Um, you're going to have to pay a premium for UConn on Saturday. I, I love Dan Hurley. Um, I, high EQ posted the meme of, of the Game of Thrones. Shame after his uh, incident leaving the floor in Creighton. I love when coaches call attention to that stuff. Let's be honest, guys. If you had college students screaming obscenities at you while you're trying to do your job for three hours and you're walking off the floor at the end of a tough night, you might snap a little bit too. Anyone looking too much into that incident, just – just has no uh, sympathy for, for, for a coach that's probably uh, – he had a rough night. And I, I know it doesn't explain or, you know, justify any violence against any students, but he was just talking at the end of it. And I, I think UConn's going to bounce back pretty strong from that. They've got their coaches back there. And you said it, Villanova's – this isn't last year's Villanova team. This is not the three years ago Villanova team that won the national title, right? This is a very different Nova team that doesn't quite defend as well as they have in years past. But they're coming off of three nice wins, right? They beat Butler the other night, scored 70 on them. Um, not going to look too much into the win over St. John or over Georgetown, but the Seton Hall, you know, beat them by 26 the other night. So um, Villanova certainly uh, probably trending a little bit better. Earlier this year, they uh, lost this game um, in uh, at, at home uh, to one uh, at two to to UConn by one. So it was a tight game the last time they played. I think UConn probably gets a little bit 
of separation this time around. The fact that the game is uh, in stores uh, certainly helps. Iowa State's an interesting one, too. Um, I, I was on the Cyclones. I, I caught nine against that uh, against Houston the other night. They, they lost by eight. It was tight. They were down early. I thought they were going to get blown out. But they showed a lot of toughness, and this is a, this is a really – um, interesting Iowa State team. I, I don't know if they're elite in terms of like a Final Four caliber team, but they're a Sweet 16 team. Um, they're a top 10 defense. I think their offense a little bit better than people think. Um, they've got a couple decent shooters there on the outside. So I, I, I would say Iowa State probably going to be laying like 20 almost at home against West Virginia. Uh, I, I wouldn't bet that one, but keep an, eye, keep an eye on Iowa State in the futures market down the stretch because the Big 12 is legit. Um, and I think UConn is in a good bounce-back spot at home against Nova on Saturday. Yeah. Jared, looking forward a little bit, and I know a lot of it depends on on seedings and matchups and everything like that. UConn plus 475 to win the whole damn thing. But Purdue still shorter odds than Houston. Purdue uh, plus 650, Houston plus 850 over at MGM. Tell me about the Cougars. I think Is, is Houston – should they be behind? Should they have longer odds than Purdue? I think so. I, I I think Houston is the next best team in the country, but I do think UConn and Purdue are in a tier by themselves. Like I do this a lot down the stretch now that I have a really strong, you know, viewership of these teams. I've watched, you know, all the top teams multiple times. I, I do my tiers, right? Everyone, every handicapper has their own tiers. Um with college basketball, it's, 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 it's usually a three-tier system. It's one tier of the top. It's two-tier, you know, tier two of, like, contenders, and then tier three of, like, sleepers. Everyone else I don't even consider once we get to this time of year. There's only two teams in my top tier. It's UConn and it's Purdue. And then I've got Houston, Arizona, Tennessee, um, a bunch of other kind of, you know, uh, middling, I would say, contenders. Iowa State's in that mix of, like, contenders, and then I've got some sleepers down at the bottom that, frankly, I haven't really filled out yet because I haven't had a chance to really watch a lot of these teams. I will during the conference tournaments, and then I'll start to add some sleeper teams to my uh, mix. Usually the sleepers, I like to ride momentum, right? It's a mid-major that maybe wins their conference tournament, and it, it's harder to do this far out from the tournament. But in, in my top tier, it is set. It has been locked for about a month now. It's UConn and it's Purdue. And I just think Houston is right there, but they don't have the polish offensively that the other two teams do. Whereas I think UConn and Purdue can win multiple ways. I think Houston has to win a low-scoring game. They have to win the grinders. They have to keep teams to under 70, 75, because UConn and Purdue have the ability to get into the 80s. I don't think Houston does. And there might be a tournament game, right? You play six games in a row to win the championship. You might have to win a game 85-82 during that stretch. I don't think that's where Houston um, matches up with a UConn or Purdue. I think that's where those teams are a little bit better. Great stuff, Jared, from tonight's slate to the weekend to the futures. We appreciate it, as always, at Jared Lee Smith on X and Twitter from Fox Sports Radio and VSIN and live on the line, Jared Smith. Thanks again, man. We appreciate it. Good luck, guys. Yeah. Knowing my track record on college basketball recently, J Rod, <laughs> I need all the luck I can get. Nonetheless, I'm going to dive back in, and we got a full NBA card to, to attack as well. We do it in Lightning Bets next, right here on BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network.